I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Great to have you here on this Friday. You know, um, when when we suffer tragedy or accident or disease, something like that, or one of our loved ones, we you know we always pray for that miracle. Uh, and sometimes you know we get it, sometimes we don't. But when we do, the aftermath can be very difficult as well. Uh, a lot of times, when you survive something, uh, it's a long road to get to that point where you. You feel like you're thriving again, uh, and sometimes things are never the same. Where is God in that? Well, he's there. He's there. It's hard to see sometimes, but today you're going to hear a story, uh, not just of survival, but of a really a miraculous journey of turning uh, some really awful things into something good, uh, and so I'm very excited to have Sherry and Jacqueline, Jacqueline Pellicott with me, uh, and mm, this is just one of those stories. I'm not even going to tell you much more because I want you to hear it from them. So appreciate you guys being here. Uh, you can go ahead and hit that share button so your your people that you uh, are connected with can hear this great story too. Um, if you have any questions, jump in. Hi, Judy. Good to see you. Uh, uh, chat is open. If you're on a chat-enabled channel, we always welcome your comments and questions. Jacqueline. And Sherry, welcome to Life Today Live. Good to have you today. Hey, thank you for having us. All right. So just so you guys know, mother-daughter team here. Um, but go ahead, I, I, Sherry. I'm guessing you're going to have to start this story because um, Jacqueline, you know, won't remember uh, what what got us to the place that uh, we're at today, the, the, the accident. But go ahead and, and tell us what happened. Correct. So... Um, Jacqueline, it, it happened October 30th, 2018. I was actually a principal of an elementary school at the time. It was her Jacqueline's dad's birthday. We got up just like a regular morning. She went to college. I went to work. My husband went to work. We all kissed each other goodbye. And we were texting, let's meet for lunch because it was his birthday. And Jacqueline was texting us and all of a sudden she stopped texting which was unusual because at the time she was 20 and you know 20 year olds always have their phone in their hand they never let go of it mm -hmm. so we were like why is she not texting us well I was I was pulling out of the drive of my campus there was a call on my car and it said University Medical Center and I was like why are they calling me it's the wrong number you know so I hit end and it called me back and I'm like Okay, so I answered and there was a lady on the other end and she said, do you know a young man? And we're going to say his name was John, but by the name of John. And I said, no, I, I don't. I mean, I do know him, but what happened? And she said, you need to get here like as soon as you can. And I said, well, wait, was there a blonde girl with him with blue eyes? And, and she said, I can't answer that for you. Jacqueline's ID was stuck in the back of her phone case, so they didn't know who she was. But he had given them my number. And so she said, you need to get here as soon as possible. So I knew Jacqueline was in trouble. I knew right then and there. Um, I raced to the hospital, probably 100 miles an hour on the freeway. 
got there, was calling my mom, my mother-in-law, my husband, everyone to start praying because I knew Jacqueline was in trouble. When we got there, she said they said she would not probably survive the evening, that um, she had a traumatic brain injury. We didn't even know what that was at the time. Um, and we said, well, what are, what, what, what are you doing? And they said, we're working on her, trying to save her life. Um, hours went by, there was no brain activity that was showing on the EEG. Finally, they had a little slimmer of hope and they called the neurosurgeon and they asked him, would you come in and operate and take out one side of the skull to reduce the swelling? Hmm. And he said, how old is she? And they told him she's 20. And he said, okay, she's young. I, I will come. So he came, they took out the right side of Jacqueline's skull. The pressure in your, in your head should be between five and eight, your intracranial pressure. If it's 30, they consider you brain dead. Jacqueline's intracranial pressure was 27, 28, 29. And we would watch the numbers on all the monitors. Um, they finally came into us about five days later, said that the swelling's not going down. We need to go in and take the other side of the skull out. At this point, I was praying and I told God, I said, God, I, I give my daughter to you. I know you love her more than I do. And as a parent, I cannot do this. And I need you to do what you need to do with Jacqueline because I can't do this. A couple of questions. Sorry, the audio cut out. You said the pressure should be between five and what? Five and eight, typically. Eight. Oh. And Jacqueline's was 28. Good Lord. Okay. And so this was a, um, a car accident. Is that what happened? She was a passenger in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So she was, she's not, she wasn't texting and driving. Um, yeah. So hit by f F-150, is that right? Side. So there was two lanes of traffic stopped. It was a three-lane, like, highway, and they waved them to go through. And when they went through the third lane, there was an F-150, probably doing 45, 50 miles an hour, that hit her side. They were in a Jeep. Mm, mm. And the, so they, you know, the, I... The I, driver, I'm sorry, John, the driver... Was he okay or what? Okay. okay. Yes. So, so Jacqueline, Jacqueline basically took the brunt of a pickup truck on her yeah. door. Oh, but I goodness. won. <laughs> but I won. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, I, and when when that when that happened, um, I'm so okay. Obviously, you you said you're calling everybody and asking them to pray. Uh, what, you know. Where were you spiritually? What was your relationship with God at that point? I've always been close to God. I've always been led by the Holy Spirit. I've always, we grew up in church. We know, we've always prayed. The kids were mm. baptized. We've all, they were given to the Lord, dedicated to the Lord when they were little. Um, God saved Jacqueline. So, but that's right. You know, that's where you went immediately as I would, um, did you struggle at all with the, you know, kind of like what's going on here, God? Or how was that? Because, I mean, that, that's the that's the first thing you, you know, you do. You obviously, you pray. But I think you got to kind of go, you know, God, what's what's going on here? I, I never struggled with it, which is mm. a blessing. Mm. He gave me that peace. Mm. And, and as I was telling you earlier, I, 
and I didn't have the peace the first five days. I, I will tell you, I was a mess. I was a wreck. I would need, I, I would drop to my knees. I would cry. I just, I couldn't go in her ICU room without getting sick. I just, I never questioned him, but I kept believing him and praying. And I said, I'm giving my daughter to you because I know you love her more than I do. And I said, because I can't do this as a mom. And at that point, I heard him loud as day. She will be 100% recovered. She will have a foundation named after her and she'll bring thousands to me through her testimony. Wow, wow. And I, I had instant peace, mm. Mm. instant peace mm. from that point it wasn't easy. No. no, 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 but that's, uh, that's a gift right there. Um, so, okay. So she's in the hospital in a coma, I'm assuming. And they, yes. they, they take the skull out or just to loosen it. I mean, what, 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 what's going on? They actually, what they do is they cut out a big portion of the skull. I mean, it's, it's a big size. Um, they cut out the right, and then five days later, the pressure wasn't going down, so they took out the left side. Hmm. Um, and she was in a, a coma. She she would open her eyes maybe a month later, but she would just stare into space. Mm-hmm. They would come in, they would pinch her, and they're like, no, she's the same. They told us she would be in a vegetative state for the rest of her life. Yeah. She would never walk, mm. never talk, or ever eat again. Mm. And we refuse to believe that. <laughs> in German, don't wonder. I have plastic beak implants in my head. They were 3D printed in Germany. Plus, I look German, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and as we can see, I mean, here she is, right? So, um, but there's a journey in between there. How long was she in the hospital, and how long before you, how long before the doctors were optimistic? Well, they. They weren't at all at the beginning, only because it was a severe brain injury. When any time you have that happen, they typically tell you what happens to most people with a brain injury. Um, She was in a coma for two and a half months. We were here in El Paso. We reached out. uh, They wanted to put her in a long-term care facility. And they're like, she's going to be in a wheelchair in a vegetative state, but you can go visit her. And I'm like, no, we have a big God and he's healed her. And they were like, you know, right. pretty much I was in denial. Sure. Um, but I said, I want her to go to a rehab. And they're like, well, we can give her, put her here in El Paso. I said, no, but it's not a brain injury rehab. She needs, she needs it to be specific for brain injury. Mm-hmm. And they're like, she's in a coma. And I said, I know, but. So we reached out on social media, a long story short, uh, we heard about tear in Houston. Um, I can tell you so many miracles. God opened so many doors for us that just shouldn't have been opened. Um, our flight there, our, uh, our insurance, the way it happened tier has a waiting list. We got in, in two days, mm. um, just everything fell into place that, and God orchestrated it completely the whole thing. Um, so we get to tier in January of 2019 and we're there for almost five months and she's not talking. She's not, she's her eyes are open, but she's staring. She cannot move any part of her body, cannot open her mouth, cannot move her tongue, cannot move her arms, cannot move her legs. Mm. She is just a noodle. So, wow. Okay. Jacqueline, what's the first thing you remember? 
Well, she prayed that I would not remember one thing while I was in the hospital. Mm. I don't remember one thing. Probably in 2020 is when my memory started coming back. Wow. And we were out of the hospital and home. But I can name everything. My long-term um, memory is good, but short-term, still working on that. But yeah. So I don't remember anything. No. no, I don't remember therapy when we came home and I don't remember being in the hospital. So in a way it was a answer to prayer. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Now that, yeah. I, I, I've had surgery, um, you know, some significant surgery and of course they anesthetize, anesthetize, whatever they give you drugs. Um, and, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I don't want I don't want to remember when they, they went in here and up in here and, and put my, they, I have uh, metal plates in my face from an accident. And, and that's, that's nothing. I mean, that was a, that was a week. That was not a year. What, so a year, uh, well, five months in Houston at the rehab and then things at home. I mean, good Lord, Sherry, um, you, your faith has to be strong to believe through all of that uh, because that would, that looks completely hopeless. It did. It was. I mean, there was, I think the biggest thing for me was I was completely helpless on mm. my end because I'm human. Mm-hmm. But I know that God can do the impossible. And I knew what he told me. Without a doubt, I believed it 100%. I read the word every day. I prayed it over Jacqueline. People would, God would send us people to come in and pray for Jacqueline from all over. People from Houston would come in, people we didn't know. Hmm. Um, they, the nurses, nurses don't typically do that. The nurses would come in and pray from her to the top, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, mm-hmm. up and down her bed. Um, it was a journey. It was a, a, I have to, my husband and I and my son, both, all of us, my, my mom and my mother-in-law, all of us, we believed and we kept praying and we stood on his word and we said, we know his promises are real and are kept. And we just kept claiming it. We kept thanking him for it. We kept praising him. Even in the midst of the storm, when we were in Houston, they wanted to put both bone flaps back in. They call them bone flaps. Um, well, let me back up. In El Paso, they actually decided to put the right one back in. So they did put the right one back in. Three days later, they're like, the swelling's back. We have to take it back out. Mm. So they put the right one in, and then they took it back out again. Then they put a trach in, and they put a put a feeding tube in. Then they put a shunt in her head. Oh. Um, then they corrected her femur. She's had probably 15 or 16 surgeries. When So it was like three steps forward, two steps back. Yeah. Um, but God would always open a door or close a door. Mm-hmm. He definitely closed doors with doctors we shouldn't have been with. And we knew that, um, when we got to Houston, they put both, they were going to put one bone flap in and six months later, the other, they're like, are you willing to move here? We're like, well, yeah, we have to, um, the night before they were going to put the, the skull pieces back. I, I was in prayer. And I hear the Holy Spirit loud as day. They're going to put both in tomorrow, not one and then the other. They're going to put both in. And I told my husband, you know what? When I was in prayer and I believe this, but they said they're going to put both skull pieces back. 
And he's all, well, that would be great. Well, sure enough, the next day we walk into the surgery, the plastic surgeon and neurosurgeon walk in and the neurosurgeon said, you know what's crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm talking to some colleagues and I, they think that I should put both in at the same time because of the pressure. Yeah. And he says, I'm going to put both in today. And my husband looked at me and I said, you know, well, there you go. good, right? So wow. yeah. they did. They put both back in. A month later, she got an infection. Hmm. So they said, we have to clean out the infection. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? And they're like, no, we have to take it back out again. I'm like, oh, my gosh. this can't... We were in ICU twice in Houston. So, yes, it is. Does it mean it's easy? No. It, you know, I'd go to my car several days and I cried. Mm. You know, I missed my daughter. She mm. wasn't talking. Mm. Um, she didn't talk for almost a year. Mm. She had a feet for a year. She and I have two belly buttons and now I don't stop talking. It's true. <laughs> and you have a sense of humor, which is yeah. amazing. So, um, Jacqueline, what, what, what do you do? What are you able to do I mean, as far as functionality? You, you walk? I mean, you... Do you have any limitations? Um, what, what's life for you today? Well, Mama is a workout instructor and teaches like nine classes a week, and I go every single one. And it's like weightlifting, so it's helped me in so many ways possible. So I'm walking on my own. Um, back at school. Back at UTEP, the college. Yeah. Living life to the fullest, exactly like I was before. I don't have any limitations. I don't. Think she doesn't so. think she has limitations. Good. She's still working on a little bit of her balance. She was in a wheelchair for two and a half years, so mm. we're still working on that balance portion sometimes. But she pretty much does a lot of things on her own. Everything she's self-sufficient at home. It's just when we go out, if there's a you know bump in the road or something where she doesn't lift her foot high enough, that she might stumble. But yeah, yeah, she's school she's back at utep and and you know we go all over and tell and there's story. so many blessings happening with my my school um one of the professors reached out after class and he said i'm going to chicago and i want to take there were two other students he said i want to take you three with me in november so he said and there's scholarship opportunities so i'm super excited so we're going to Chicago in November. <laughs> what, what are you studying, Jacqueline, in school? Um, biological sciences pre-med to be a neuropsychologist. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> I've seen my brain, so there you have it. And it's funny because the first class I decided to take when we came back was calculus. My parents look at me and say, Jacqueline, you have a brain injury. I don't think you can do calculus. I said, watch me. So I prayed about it. My brother helped me the first week. I ended up getting an A in the class, and that was my first class back. Oh, <laughs> my word. I can't even do calculus. <laughs> I have no excuse. <laughs> I told her, don't ask me for help, because no, that's not going to happen. No, I mean, oh, I mean, that's great. What do, have, have you been back to any of the original doctors or nurses or people that knew the dire situation that, that Jacqueline was in. Have you, have you visited with any of them since her, uh, you know, during her recovery? Yeah, we, we actually speak at UT of Houston and for their nursing school. We just did a talk at University Medical Center where she was a patient. Mm -hmm. And we spoke to 
doctors, nurses, and physical and occupational therapists. And when we went back, they were in shock, obviously, when they saw Jacqueline. Yeah. Um, but our our thing to them, our message to them was, we want you to remember Jacqueline's picture, remember what she looked like prior, you know, when she was here at UMC, because you guys didn't give her that chance based on medical science. And, and it's nothing that they did wrong. They took amazing care of Jacqueline. They they're, did. They, they did everything right, everything they should do. Um, they were amazing at what they did. And we love UMC, but we always tell them, be very careful how you speak to patients and families. Because mm -hmm. you you could tell them typically this is what happens with a brain injury. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really unfair to just group a whole uh, that category and say they will never recover. Yeah. Well, I mean, scientists by nature self-limit themselves to science, obviously. And science is by nature limited to the physical, the things you can t you know touch and taste and see uh, and measure. But we're talking supernatural here. Um, yeah. and, and then that's an element that is above science. That's literally what supernatural means and above nature. Right. Um, so I understand, uh, I understand the role that, uh, physicians, uh, play. I respect it. I'm thankful for it. I've needed it. Um, but there's, there's something else and that's that you knew that going in. Um, yeah. what's, <laughs> what, what? What's your relationship with God now? I mean, obviously, it, he's been with you every step of the way, but that's just that kind of intimacy that's forced in that situation. You know, we don't all get. Um, sometimes we have to work for it, but it seems like, I mean, you've just kind of been living pretty close to God here for a while. Walk in with him yeah. every every single day, every step of the way. I I actually am, or I wrote a book. Um, I, it's called um, The Unseen Path, Led Step by Step. And it's God's modern day miracle. And it and it it does show how Jacqueline has come so far. And that when you're at your worst, and we tell people this all the time, when you're in the middle of a storm, whether it's financial, marital, physical, health-wise, whatever it may be, God is right there no matter what. And if you ask him and you praise him in the storm and you, you know, just believe and have that faith and encourage people around you and help others. You know, we were a tear and we were fighting to get Jacqueline back, but at the same time we were encouraging everyone around us, but it wasn't us. It was God in us just helping those people. Yeah. And that is a gift. Yeah. yeah. We've been given a gift. We have been given a gift. It's not about so much about us and our story. It's about helping others and helping them get through a situation. Yeah, yeah, and I want you to talk about that. Tell us about the Jacqueline Strong Foundation because this is where you go, okay, it's a miracle that you survived. Uh, it's a miracle that you're you're walking, talking, going to school, but now you're, you've gone beyond that because you're helping others. Tell us what, yeah. tell us what you're doing there. Well, a quick story about that. I, had, I knew she was gonna have a foundation because he told me, right? <laughs> but I was like, how the heck is this gonna happen? Another blessing. Um, so we have a family friend that owns a couple car dealerships here in El Paso. And and one day we had gone to Houston, we came back and he said, how was your trip? And we said, it was great, but man, we wish we could do more. You know, we, we, we want to start a foundation and we kind of talked to him about it and we left that day. Um, 
two minutes later, his daughter calls and she said, are you serious about the foundation? And I said, well, yeah. And she said, I have a friend with the foundation. Of course you do, because God just opens the door. <laughs> right, right. And so I'm thinking, of course she does. So then the lady calls me and she said, I said, how do you know so much about foundation? She goes, well, I'm the vice president of Paso del Norte <laughs> Foundation here in El Paso. And I said, of course you are. And I said, how much does it cost to start a foundation? And she said, anywhere from five to 10,000. I said, look, we're paying medical bills, but we can raise money to help others. And she said, you don't have to do that. The Fox family is donating $25,000 mm. to foundation and we were gifted that yeah and now Definitely. we travel and we go we help patients all over the united states all over the world mm -hmm. cayman islands africa we've met people from tier um and we go back and we give money from our foundation and it's not a lot because we have a little foundation right now our foundation will be a million dollar foundation <laughs> You know, I don't it's doubt there. that. If you say that, I don't doubt it. <laughs> I'm worried it's going to happen. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to show people that real quick. So this is uh, the, the Paso del Norte uh, Foundation, uh, and this is the Jacqueline Strong page. And the URL, uh, I will put it in the chat, by the way. But if you go to PDN, Paso del Norte Foundation.org, then you have to search for Jacqueline Strong. And if you put it all in together, one word like that, J-A-C-L-Y-N Strong, put it all together, one, you'll find it. Uh, either your mic's not on, so I can't hear what you're saying. Me? But, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, were you, if, if people go there, what should they expect to see? So when they go to the foundation, they'll look for Jacqueline Strong. They'll see our story. And if they scroll to the bottom, there is a place where they can donate to help other families. We give money away for food, lodging, and parking. Because believe it or not, our parking while we stayed at Tier was like just very expensive. Um, so we help those families with those things as of right now. What happens when, well, I mean, you, you told me before we started about a young man, um, that you just got some good news on but what does it do for the families because a lot of times the the injury victim is not aware of what's going on um but when when they are regardless when you walk in the room uh and when they when they get a look uh at Jacqueline what does it do for those families and sometimes for those who have the injury wow it is i will tell you it is the most amazing sight to see because God is within Jacqueline. And when we walked in the room, they light up. I mean, we, we had a man, six foot five, big burly guy. He, we walked in and he saw Jacqueline and he just grabbed her and held her and cried. And he said, just thank you for giving me hope. Wow. And the first thing they always say is that they can see the light in Jacqueline's eyes. Mm. And we always tell them it's the light of Christ. We know that. And so we're blessed. We get that blessing because just to give them that hope and inspiration, it's awesome. That's amazing. All right, last last question, and this is for you, Jacqueline. What do you, what are your hopes and dreams for your life? To finish college, to become a neuropsychologist, and to help so many others, and run my foundation, make it a million dollar foundation. <laughs> and just still praise God, and when I go out to speak. 
I just talk about God and everything he's done for me and continues to do in my life. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. Oh, sorry. If people go to the foundation website, can they get a hold of you through there or you have a better contact way? They can actually, if they go to Facebook and they go to Jacqueline Strong, all one word, J-A-C-L-Y-N Strong, all mm-hmm. one word, lowercase, they can message us on Facebook. Okay. We all always right. answer. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. We got to, we got to get you guys set up with a website or something so you can get it all in one place well since yeah. god, pray god will send somebody that's like you know what i know how to do that i'd love to do that for you so exactly. uh, i love it okay thank you guys so much uh is there anything i missed uh, because this is just it's amazing uh it's amazing testimony uh and amazing work that you're doing i appreciate you sharing is there anything you want to add we just we thank you for letting us share our story to help mm-hmm. others. And if we can reach one person out there that's going through something right now that is just they feel helpless, we just want them to know that God is big and and He can get them through it. But mm-hmm. we thank you for having us. Yes, really thank do. you so much. Oh gosh, thank Me you. So <laughs> yes. What a what a blessing! Wow, uh, you guys out there watching, you wow, you know you can see it. And if you can help them, uh, go to that pdnfoundation.org website look for Jacqueline Strong uh, and you can help them out as they help other people um, and then their Facebook page if you want to try to get a hold of them um, but man this is this is it this this is what being a representative of Christ on this earth looks like uh, you turn to him in need uh, and and then you help others and you spread his kingdom here on this earth it's a beautiful beautiful story and i appreciate both of you guys appreciate you guys out there watching as well um goodness hit that share button if you haven't liked or followed or subscribed i would invite you to do that you'll get notifications of more great inspirational interviews i don't know if we can top this one but but we'll we'll do our best to bring you more encouragement appreciate you being here we'll see you next time here on life today Thank <laughs> you.